We also want to make sure that our moms have access to care. Oftentimes, we find that moms are not sure what resources are out there for them, especially during and right after they've given birth. They're just not aware of the plethora of resources that are in the county. And really, our goal is to connect them to those resources. We really want to also decrease the disparities in preterm and low, low birth weight and also really increase those numbers with maternal mortality. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hoco Health Podcast, where we discuss topics related to all things public health. I am Howard County Health Officer, Dr. Maura Rossman. During today's episode, we will discuss several exciting programs recently introduced in Howard County and across the state of Maryland to help improve birth outcomes in our community meaning more healthy pregnancies and more healthy babies. And as a mom, a parent, and a pediatrician, we need more and want more healthy babies and healthy moms. As a little bit of background, did you know that the United States has one of the highest rates of maternal mortality among all high-income countries? And the rates have been increasing, including in Maryland. Incidents of severe maternal morbidity events like life-threatening conditions and complications from labor and delivery have been steadily increasing since 2019. In 2021, Howard County's preterm birth rate rose to 11% according to the March of Dimes, higher than many neighboring jurisdictions and with significant racial disparities, particularly among Black women. In Maryland, Black women experienced a preterm birth rate 43% higher than the rate among all other women. This has got to change. Work has been underway at the county and state levels to address these concerning trends. The Maryland legislature passed the Healthy Babies Equity Act that provides medical assistance to non-pregnant Marylanders. This means Pregnant individuals can get the medical care they need to support a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby. County Executive Calvin Ball and Howard County government have also committed money, $1.7 million with the goal of improving reproductive, maternal and infant health in our county. This includes $137,000 annually over three years to support the Perinatal Equity and Care for Everyone Project, also known as the Peace Project, and an additional $100,000 annually over three years to increase access to doula services, especially in communities of color. Now that I've laid out some of the problems we are facing, I am excited to start talking about some of these solutions in more detail. We have three exciting guests here to discuss these programs. My first guest is Allison Houle, the Deputy Director of our Bureau of Access to Healthcare. Allison is going to tell us a little bit more about the Healthy Babies Equity Act and the purpose of this legislation. Welcome, Allison. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Allison, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into some questions. Yeah, of course. So as you said, I'm Allison. I'm the Deputy Director to Access to Healthcare Services. So what I do here is I oversee the three Medicaid programs. That's the MCHIP department, 
the Medicaid um, Transportation and the Administrative Care Coordination Unit. I've had a passion. I've been working with Medicaid programs for 11 years now, so I'm excited to see how they grow, especially when the community has needs. Well, you're a welcome addition to our team. Thank you. Um, Let's jump right into it. Can you tell us a little bit more about the background of the Healthy Babies Equity Act and what gap this legislation fills for Howard County families? Yes, of course. So the Healthy Babies Equity Act was effective July 1st, 2023, and that's the new Maryland Medicaid program that provides comprehensive medical coverage and other health care services to non-citizen pregnant individuals. And so this legislation fills the gap for non-pregnant individuals who would otherwise qualify for Medicaid, but because of their immigration status, that was preventing them from doing so. Additionally, this will cover their baby to up to one year of age and the pregnant individual to up to four months postpartum. And depending on your eligibility status, it may retroactive cover three months. This is very exciting and we're so glad because I think we all recognize why this is so important, but let's get into it. Maybe some people don't know. Why is medical care while pregnant and after giving birth especially important for the birthing person and the baby? Um, Yeah, so the access to medical care is essential for the pregnant individuals in order to both have healthier pregnancies and healthier birth outcomes for baby. With this program, the examples of the benefits with Healthy Baby Equity Act is going to cover the pregnant individuals now having access to covered prenatal appointments, postpartum appointments, as well as mental and behavioral health appointments that will not only be beneficial during pregnancy, but also during their postpartum care. And again, that'll also cover the baby's appointments up for that first year. And a note from the Office on Women's Health through the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services states that babies of mothers who do not get prenatal care are three times more likely to have low birth weight and five times more likely to experience infant mortality than those born to mothers that do get care. Oh, absolutely. And something that people may not recognize because it's so common, right, to have babies and be pregnant. But pregnancy is an especially vulnerable time for moms. And they're particularly moms of color experience higher, not only sickness and chronic disease, but death rates compared to, to white moms. So health care for the pregnant individual is really important for the health of the individual, and also the baby. I completely agree. And also when mom is getting that prenatal care, if anything does come up, any concerns, she's able to see that doctor during the pregnancy and they can make a plan together to how to, you know, best take the approach to making sure that mom has healthier birth health. Now, you mentioned that this medical coverage also extends a couple of months after birth. Yes, we're really excited about that. So four months postpartum, the pregnant individuals are still having access to this postnatal care, that's we're really excited for not only the physical, but the mental health aspect of that to make sure that mom is doing well for those first few months postpartum. Yeah. And according to the Centers for Disease Control, actually, there's more maternal deaths after birth than during pregnancy. So this coverage postpartum is really, really important and exciting. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Now, If anyone's listening to this podcast and wants to find out, you know, how they might be eligible for this program, who would they contact? Where would they go? So if you are wanting to find if you're eligible for the program, 
you would contact the Howard County's Maryland Children's Health Program, also known as MCHIP. So, and then part of the eligibility for that is you would need to be pregnant, currently a resident of the state of Maryland or Howard County, and also within a specific income level. Thank you, Allison, for that. Now, we've specifically been talking about pregnant individuals, but your bureau also assists with other folks in our community getting insurance if they need it. Can you tell others who may be listening in who aren't pregnant how they might be able to get some assistance with insurance if they need it? Yeah, of course. So any individual without health insurance can contact the local health department's Maryland Children's Health Program, that's MCHIP, to check their eligibility status and learn about their options. You can call the Department of Health at 410-313-5845. And I did want to specify that while it's referred to as the Maryland Children's Health Program, um, this isn't only for children. This coverage is also available for families, children up to the age of 19, and individuals up to the age of 65. One last thing, Allison, before we go to break. We know that during the pandemic that individuals who were covered by Medicaid didn't need to reapply for the past couple of years, but things have changed. Can you remind folks what they may need to do now to continue their coverage? Yes, of course. And thank you for saying so, because I'm sure people have seen the, you know, heard on the radio or seen it on TV. So that's called the redetermination dates for Maryland Medicaid. So If you have Medicaid, please contact the local Department of Health, check your redetermination date. It's imperative to ensure that all of your information is up to date and you continue your Medicaid coverage. Well, thank you, Allison. And thank you for speaking to us and sharing this wealth of information. We're going to have to take a short break. And when we come back, we will be joined by Nayani Enriquez, who is the coordinator of the Peace Project, a new perinatal health initiative launched by the health department and Anna Rodney, a doula and the founder of the organization Mom Cares. See you soon. Put your phone on DND. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please, so always sing with me. So put your phone on DND. That means that do not disturb when you're driving and when you're going from point A to B. I need you to stay safe, please, so always remember this beat. Don't drive distracted. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Hello, we're back. Thank you for taking part of your day to listen to the Hope Health Podcast. Today, we're talking about what we can do to help improve birth outcomes, to have more healthy pregnancies and more healthy babies in Howard County. Joining us is Peace Project Coordinator, Nayani Enriquez. Welcome, Nayani. Hi, thank you. Good morning. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself before we get into some questions? Absolutely. So I've been working in the maternal and child health field for quite a few years now, but about five years now. I'm also a full spectrum doula and have attended several births and um, served a lot of moms during their postpartum period, which I see. I actually really love postpartum and helping out moms. Currently, I serve as the program coordinator for the Peace Project, which I'm super, super excited about in getting to help our clients in Howard County. Well, thank you for joining us and thank you for joining the health department team. Thank you. So tell us a little bit, how did the Peace Project come about? So around the summer and fall of 2021, the health department conducted a series of activities to 
develop a plan to really work on the maternal and infant program within the county. While our county is a pretty successful county, we have wonderful numbers. I think there's always room for improvement, especially with our moms of color. So upon having a few focus groups and a few activities, we developed a plan that we thought would really achieve and align with our mission and value to make sure that we're, you know, giving a model community with for health equity and optimal wellness. So specifically, what are some of the goals you're hoping to achieve? Absolutely. So definitely one of our goals is improving early access for reproductive age women of color. We also want to make sure that our moms have access to care. Oftentimes, we find that moms are not sure what resources are out there for them, especially during and right after they've given birth. They're just not aware of the plethora of resources that are in the county. And really, our goal is to connect them to those resources. We really want to also decrease the disparities in preterm and low low birth weight and also really increase those numbers with maternal mortality. We don't have too many, which is a great thing for us, but we want to make sure that we're still increasing those numbers, including the missed births. Yeah. And when we talk to Anna, we'll talk a little bit about the experiences, particularly among women of color and how that may differ from other individuals receiving care. But you mentioned navigation and helping people get connected to care and hopefully, you know, culturally appropriate, linguistically appropriate care. So how do you do that? Absolutely. So we do receive referrals through our interest form that you can find on the website. I will give that the website a little later. Once I receive those referral forms, I will reach out to the client with whatever information they provided. So that can be email, phone, if they gave any, um, another person's phone number, any contact information that I have will be how I reach out. I'd like to give them a call. Often I will follow up with a text just because a lot of times people may not answer a note number. So I like to just personalize it by um, sending out a text to let them know who I am, what we offer, and also give them an appropriate time for them to respond to me if they're still interested in services. We know there may be people listening out there saying, oh, I may know someone or this may be good for me, but maybe unsure about this service, you know, particularly if they're undocumented. So can you Give us some examples of how this process works and why they might want to give it a try. Absolutely. So once I receive the contact information or interest form, I will reach out to the client. Like I said, I will follow up with the text. I will then complete an intake form with the client just to really understand the needs that they may have. So because it could vary depending on the trimester they're in, if they've already delivered or maybe they delivered, you know, a while ago and they're looking for a different type of resources. So just really meeting the client where they are, asking them what they need and then connecting them to those resources. So I would reach out to said resource and get back to the family or parents and let them know the information that I found and provide them with that information. I also love to follow up with clients because I know sometimes it may be hard to get in contact with people or we may just be busy. So if they need any assistance, getting into contact with the resource or provider, whatever that may be, I will also reach out to the provider to provide that assistance as well. 
Now, some people listening concerned about confidentiality and whether or not their personal information is shared. What do you want to say about that? It is 100% confidential. I am not sharing your information with anyone. The only information I would share is their contact information, and that would be absolutely after they consent. So that would be a question I ask if it's okay for me to share that information, and that's the only information that I would be sharing. We connect clients if they're looking for a specialist, if they're looking for childcare, if they are not sure of a local pediatric dentist. There are so many things that we can connect clients to, and the only info, again, I'd be handing out is their contact information. That's just awesome and so reassuring, Nayani. So now may be the time. Can you uh, share, if someone is interested, how they would go about connecting with each peace project? Absolutely. The best way to contact us would be one option is through our website. So that would be howardcountymd.gov. And you would click on help and then peace project. You will find a interest form to fill out that would just give us the information about you know your contact information and what resources you may be looking for. Another option is also you can send us an email at askhealth at howardcountymd.gov or you can call me directly at 410-313-7540. Thank you, Nayani, for sharing this important information about the Peace Project. Our final guest today is Anna Rodney a practicing doula and executive director for Mom Cares, an organization that serves Black families that are navigating a high-risk pregnancy or navigating complications after a traumatic birth. Welcome, Anna. Thank you for having me. Anna, before we get into the questions, can you share a little bit about yourself and your organization? Of course. So as the founder and executive director of Mom Cares, I wear a lot of hats outside of those hats. I am also a yoga instructor, a Reiki master, and just an overall holistic healer. I really believe in holistic health. I came to the work of creating Mom Cares after my own experience in 2014. And I am the mom, proud mom of two stinky little boys, eight and two years old, who I am absolutely in love with. Well, that's awesome. And we're so fortunate to be working with you, Anna, and Mom Cares. So tell us a little bit more about what inspired your journey to serve as a doula? Actually, doula work found me in college. I became a doula long before I knew what a doula was. And my commitment to support a friend who had an unexpected pregnancy in college. And it was through the experience of supporting that friend all the way up through labor twice over that I realized that this was the work that I wanted to do. And I was going to work to incorporate it into my life, which at the time was focused on education. And so 16 years later, I have now made good on that promise to myself and am now able to do this work full time and allow my experience as a doula to inform the work and the services that we provide to our families in Baltimore and now in Howard County. Thank you for that. Now, some people listening may never have heard of doulas or what doulas do. So what role do doulas play in the birthing process? Doulas are non-medical birth support. And so a doula can do everything from educating you about your choices and your birth 
and your postpartum to physically supporting you, providing comfort measures and in the birthing room, as well as physically supporting you by being there in the postpartum, taking care of mom, taking care of baby, fixing light meals and and the like to help with that transition. We are also advocates and can help support our families in communicating their needs and their desires to their doctors when they feel like they need extra support and help in that area. When I do trainings, I tell our doulas that our primary goal is to educate and support and make sure that we know that our politics, our birth politics don't really have a space in the birthing room, but our job is to be supportive force for our families in whatever ways that they need it. Yeah, I mean, I had my children many, many years ago, and as a medical provider, you know, you thought you knew everything about pregnancy and giving birth, but being pregnant and giving birth isn't easy. And for some people, it can be actually very high risk, especially among among moms of color. So doulas provide that support and advocacy, which some women may not even know that they need, but it allows their voice to be heard and allows them hopefully to access the supportive services that they need. Absolutely. So Anna, how did you go from, you know, you talked about supporting a friend in college and then sort of this journey to becoming a doula. So how did you decide to create your organization, Mom Cares? Similarly to you, I gave birth long after I became a doula. And I was like, okay, I've been a doula. I can do this. I know what I'm doing. But unfortunately, my firstborn was born into the NICU. And I had my own morbidities after his birth. And so my again, my thought in the moment was, this is very scary, but I have a doula community. This is very scary, but I am a doula. But what you said before, pregnancy and birth is extremely mysterious. It's different from one pregnancy to the other. And there's no way that you know all of the things that you need to know all of the times. And so in my experience in the hospital at that point with my first son, I was single, I was overweight, I was clearly Black. I can't wipe that off. And those identities unfortunately led to numerous instances of bias in the care of my son and my own care and the communication about my son's care. And so each time I decided to rattle off my resume to a doctor to get them to listen to me, the thought behind those words was, what about the moms who don't have that? What about the moms who don't have the energy to do that? What about the moms who don't want to do that? And so once my son came home from the NICU after six months, I took some time to be with him and get to know him outside of the medical setting. And then we got to work building mom cares. And so we are incredibly grateful to have been able to have the space and the support to build it to what it was. But it really was birthed out of my own traumatic experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing your story. Allison and Nayani also mentioned the health disparities that exist among women of color and and white women during pregnancy and delivery and postnatally. Can you describe in a little more detail why doulas are especially important in communities of color? Absolutely. Doulas are important, especially in communities of color, because we provide representation and a cultural humility and understanding that maybe may not be present with other doulas. 
as a community doula, community doula's role is a little bit more in depth than just a regular doula's role. The community doula is to make sure that all of the needs of a mom and family are taken care of in that space um, to make sure that the highest outcome is achievable. And so doulas also understand that there are nuances and language and nuances in the way communication happens. They also understand the historical framework for implicit bias and institutionalized racism and how that may show up in outcomes or how that may show up in care. And so our doulas are trained to be able to not only recognize those areas of need and areas of weakness in the medical setting, but to be able to react to it in a way that is not disruptive and it is, is supportive and compassionate and is centering the families that we, we are taking care of. And so in the long run, doulas are impacting positive outcomes, especially doulas that are representative of the clients that they're serving because there's more of an education, there's more of an understanding, and there's more compassion there. Studies show over and over again that when a patient is being treated by someone who is representative of their background, outcomes are better. And so that is inclusive in care, such as doula care. Now, people may be surprised, Anna, that even in Howard County, which I think Allison and Nayani mentioned, you know, we're highly educated, you know, relatively well off that these health disparities still exist, particularly among women of color and and individuals, pregnant individuals and having babies. So what steps are you taking in conjunction with the health department? We're so excited for the program in Howard County. So right now, we just want to introduce ourselves to Howard County. We've been kind of busy little bees in Baltimore City and Baltimore County for the last couple of years. And so like any good neighbor, we want to introduce ourselves, not just step in and assume that we know what's best. And so the first phase of this work is to get into Howard County, get to know the residents, speak to the residents about what it is that they need and that that they want and the things that are on their mind, getting to know all of the wonderful folks at the health department and making sure that we are well-informed to launch the work. And that work will eventually look like launching a doula training for those who are interested in entering this work. And subsequently, because of that doula training, we'll be able to help connect our doulas to clients who are interested in doula support. And so really the first phase is just getting to know Howard County, their residents, and hearing their voice. And that's very important for us at Mom Cares. And then moving forward with the work that we've committed to doing, and we're very excited to do that. Yes, we're all excited. And, and let me make sure everyone knows this is a free program. So if there is someone listening or you know someone who might be interested in learning more about connecting with a doula, how would they contact you? The easiest way to go about that is through our website, which is www.momcares.org. You can fill out a information form that's right there on the website. You can also contact me directly. My staff is going to kill me, but my number is 443-889-0930. Or also email us at admin at momcares.org. Well, I thank you for that, Anna, and I hope everyone listening takes advantage of this great service or just wants to learn more. Unfortunately, we are out of time for today, and I want to thank our guests, Allison Hool, Nayani Enriquez, and Anna Rodney for joining us. 
You can find out more about the Peace Project and other maternal infant health programs available throughout the Howard County area and more information about Howard County Health Department by visiting our website at hchealth.org. You can also stay up to date on what's going on at the Health Department by following us on social media at HOCO Health. And I thank you for listening to the HOCO Health Podcast. We hope you'll join us again in October for a new public health podcast. Bye-bye. Connect with us. We are Dragon Digital Media Podcast.